then they just canceled us. Just like that. He said I can do one more episode to tie up any loose ends. Can you believe that? Um... Uh... Mr. Sanders, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were interviewing me about my confirmation to the Supreme Court. Why are we talking about this? Oh, right. Uh, sorry, Mr. Kavanaugh. So I'm trying to record my radio show. It's a podcast, Bernie. Podcast, right. Thank you, no, Brian. No, podcast with a P. No, Brian. I already went P before we recorded. Thank you. Anyway, I'm trying to record this radio show, and, well, you know, it's the craziest thing. Since we've been canceled, and everyone in Washington thinks I've killed my intern, I'm having the hardest time trying to find a guest to interview, and I thought, hey, what about that terrible guy that Trump nominated to the Supreme Court? I bet he could use the PR. Mm, something tells me it wouldn't be a good idea. No, no, it would be great. The first Supreme Court nominee interviewed on a podcast. Brett Kavanaugh. We could talk about how you hate women and your gambling problem. Bernie, you said Todd. I did? Sorry. Todd, Brett, all these shitty white guy names sound the same to me. My intern that died, his name was Thad. Can you believe that? Thad. Well, I should go. No, no, please. The only person I have booked is Ted Cruz. Please don't make me talk to that guy. Please, I'll pay you. I know you need the money, you're crazy in debt. I'll take it out of whatever I was gonna pay Brian. Hey! Mr. Sanders, please let go of me. Fine. Go. I can produce a perfectly good radio show without you. It's a podcast. Shut up, Brian. Were you seriously gonna bribe that guy? Oh, relax. I wasn't planning on paying you anyway. Now just play the theme song. Let's get this thing over with. This is Let Me Be Clear. A new satire podcast. Hosted by Bernie Sanders. Bitch. Welcome to the final episode of Let Me Be Clear. I'm your host and the reason why Casual Friday was cancelled in the US Senate, Bernie Sanders. I don't know what they expected. I've been in government for 40 years. The only thing I have less casual than a suit is my underpants. Well, this is it. After 50 episodes, we're finally taking a bow here at Let Me Be Clear. Mostly because of the controversy surrounding the death of my intern, Faye. Oh, hey, what's up, bro? Sorry I'm late. Who's this wiener? My name's Brian. Oh, what's up, Brandon? Fed? You're alive? Yeah, bro. Turns out I drank so much Four loco that it simultaneously killed me and kept me alive for like a week? I didn't even know that was like scientifically possible. And I'm getting a pre-med degree from Yale. My professors want to like study me and shit. I drank some Gatorade though, so I'm feeling fucking great. I... I went to your funeral. Aw, oh, come on, bro. Who among us hasn't partied so hard they had to dig themselves out of a coffin like a week later? So what's up this week, bro? Are we doing Thad Reviews It? Because I want to talk about this Hurricane Florence. Uh, three out of five stars, bro. Uh, well, this week we're looking back at some of the best moments, and let me be clear, as we say goodbye... Goodbye? What? This is it? What did you do, Brennan? It's Brian. Well, uh... This week, we're still covering all the top headlines. Oh, thank God, because I got some hot takes about Les Moonves. For one, how dare he do this to Julie Chen? Uh, plus, I sit down with literally everyone's least favorite senator, 
Ted Cruz. Oh, God, not him. I'm afraid so, Fed. Oh, I guess it really is over. Thanks a lot, Brody. It's Brian. Rip in peace, let me be clear. The greatest fucking radio show of all time, bro. It's a podcast. Just play the advertisement, Brian. Uh, Bernie, are you sure? Since we got canceled, we only had one person that wanted to buy an ad. Bro, just play the ad. No wonder why this show got canceled. You're the worst. Finally, something that you and I can agree on. Here is a message from this week's sponsor. Howdy, folks. Judge Roy Moore here. You might remember me from that rigged special election the Democrats and the Deep State stole from me. Now, as you may know, I'm currently waging a war against the fake news media for slanderous accusations, claiming I'm some sort of pedophile, when in fact, I'm the farthest thing from. I'm a man of God and a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. When was the last time you heard of a Christian molesting children? Well, anyway, lawsuits cost a lot of money, and I'm just a poor Alabama judge. That's why I'm proud to sponsor the latest little bit of technology that's perfect for good Christian men like me. It's the Roy Moore dating app, the only dating app out there that filters out non-Christians, non-whites, basically anyone that's non-American. With the Roy Moore dating app, you're sure to find your perfect future spouse, as long as they're of the opposite sex. Plus, there are no age restrictions, because who are we to stop someone from finding their soulmate just because of how old they are? This is America, isn't it? Get the Roy Moore dating app today. The only pro-white, pro-Christian, age-inclusive dating app from a questionable man endorsed by the president, half of Congress, and most of the Republican Party. Never forget that. I sure won't. It's the news. It's the news. These are the headlines. Our top story this week. Former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort has pled guilty to financial crimes, violating foreign lobbying laws, and attempting to obstruct justice in a deal with Robert Mueller that requires his full cooperation with federal prosecutors. Manafort also agreed to forfeit properties and bank accounts worth several million dollars, which could mean the United States government is now the proud owner of a $15,000 ostrich jacket. And Trump says this investigation has amounted to nothing. Our president doesn't have a clue. Trump has been anything but shy in telegraphing his desire to pardon Manafort, which is likely to be impossible in light of the plea deal. This, coupled with last week's New York Times op-ed claiming a resistance inside the White House and a tell-all book from Bob Woodward, has reportedly left the president increasingly paranoid, bitter, and scared. Good. Now he knows how the rest of us feel every time we get a breaking news alert on our cell phones. In fact, I'll start empathizing with Trump when he needs to start checking Twitter every hour just to make sure the world isn't ending. Supreme Court candidate Brett Kavanaugh has been accused of sexual assault during his teen years, and Senate Democrats are passing the information on to the FBI. Aside from the suspicious debts, polarizing opinions on abortion and executive privilege, and the multiple instances of perjury, many are saying this is the definitive thing that disqualifies Kavanaugh from the court. However, I suppose Clarence Thomas's nearly 30-year career would be an argument against that. The GOP promptly responded to these allegations by releasing a signed statement by 65 women claiming Kavanaugh was a proper gentleman in high school. 
You know, if I suddenly had 65 women come forward claiming how great I am, I would be a little suspicious. Of course, back when I was in school, we all shared one classroom in a schoolhouse on the prairie, and half the class died of polio before senior year. Ah, oh, memories. Trump is accusing Democrats of inflating the death toll of Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico while simultaneously diverting millions of dollars from FEMA to ICE right before hurricane season. Now I know the president's brain doesn't function quite like the rest of us, but it can't be too hard to understand that you can avoid bad press by just not doing bad things, right? I'm really smart. Federal investigators are looking into suspicious bank transfers that followed the 2016 meeting in Trump Tower between the president's campaign and Kremlin insiders, which means we may finally get to the bottom of how everyone in Trump's orbit can afford so much hair gel. Honestly, she's guilty as hell. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos is finally investing his money in charity. He'll fund organizations helping the homeless and opening preschools for low-income communities with an initial $2 billion investment. It's a nice idea and all, until you find out that the preschoolers need to be Amazon Prime members to unlock nap time. By the way, there's a little thing called taxes that would make every Jeff Bezos have to do this all the time. I'm just saying. The number of children detained at the southern border has risen to a record high 12,800, nearly five times as many as this time last year. Hell yeah, bro. This is why I voted for Trump. Kids in prison? Really? Yeah, bro. I invested in a bunch of private prison startups in the desert. This shows that Trump cares about small businesses. Oh boy. A novelist that once wrote an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband has been charged with murdering her husband. Investigators are now looking into her other works, such as how to remove the little magnetic tag on that one blouse at Macy's you've always wanted but can never afford while you discreetly shove it in your purse and briskly walk out the door without paying, feeling a rush nearly comparable to murdering your husband. Now I know that sounds a little specific, but that one really spoke to me. National Security Advisor and sentient mustache John Bolton threatened to sanction the International Criminal Court in the event it investigates the U.S. for war crimes spawned by the Bush administration, which in my opinion is kind of admitting that the U.S. is guilty of those crimes. It's kind of like if you wrote an essay about murdering your husband and then murdered your husband. Finally, Hurricane Florence rocked the Carolinas this week, a storm Trump called tremendously big and tremendously wet, which is also how Trump describes his average bowel movement. As it happens, both were catastrophic to the East Coast, and the resulting surge of water is likely to do millions in property damage. Yeah, that seems about right. Ending the headline segment with a poop joke. Yay! Now before we move on, let's take a look back at some moments in Let Me Be Clear history. Ever since the show debuted in the summer of 2016, we've been pouring over the headlines and delivering you top-notch news coverage. Bro, do you see this thing on my foot? What is that? It's your toenail. Oh shit, my bad. I'm super high right now. Anyway, here's a clip from our very first episode. Welcome to Let Me Be Clear. I am your host and the future president of the United States, Bernie Sanders, coming to you live here in 2016. It's not live, Bernie. It's a podcast. This week, Donald Trump claimed the judge in the case against his for-profit college was ill-fit for the job because his Mexican heritage is a conflict of interest. 
Now this is just the lowest of low. I can't imagine Trump saying or doing anything more vile or racist than this. Good thing this guy had zero chance of becoming president because if he did, oh boy. Anyway, stick around for my guest this week, all around great guy Al Franken. And then we've got a media roundtable with popular icons Matt Lauer, Garrison Keillor, and comedian Louis C.K. I hope this 2016 celebrity curse doesn't kill these guys off because we want them around for a very long time. Anyway, here's a message from our sponsor, MailChimp. Oh boy, a lot of that didn't really age well, did it? Well, at least those were the good old days when we had solid sponsors like MailChimp. Well, the real MailChimp didn't sponsor us. That was a mail-order chimpanzee service you were running before they sent you a cease and desist. Bro, cease and desist are the names of my testicles. All right, moving on. Now that summer's winding down, television networks will soon be debuting a new crowd of premieres. For a fall TV preview, we're joined by our senior television correspondent, my neighbor, Gloria. Gloria, welcome back to the show. Oh, Barry, thank you so much for having me. Tony, will you keep it down? I'm on the phone! Who are you talking to? You ordering a pizza? No, I'm not ordering a pizza. It's Barry Sandals. Oh, that gay rabbi with the radio show? What the hell does he want? No, not the... Wait, Barry, you're Jewish, right? Gloria, I wanted to ask you about television. Oh, I just love television. All the stories, the beautiful people. You know, I was the lead pretty kickline girl in the first three seasons of The Tonight Show. Back then, a day's pay was $3 and a loose cigarette. I was living the dream. My mother called me from our home back in Queens. She calls me up and she says, Gloria, I see you on the TV. And I says, Mom, I've been doing the same act the Star Theater in Midtown for five years. Oh, but she never crossed the bridge. She was too afraid of islands. I said, Mom, you're on an island. Well, she's been dead for 20 years. Um, are there any shows you're looking forward to in particular this year? Well, Barry, I just love that Wheel of Fortune, that Pat Sajak is a real dreamboat, and I can't believe that Vanna White looks as good as she does. You know, I auditioned for her role back in the day, and they said my arms were too flabby when I rotated the letters around. Can you believe that? Now they got her touching the screen like she's doing something, but she's not doing anything. She's getting paid to touch a bunch of screens for 20 minutes. Hey, I like that Vanna White. Oh, of course you like her, Tony. You always like those blonde girls. It's a die job. Job, you know. Gloria, I particularly wanted to know if you're excited about any new shows coming out this fall. Oh, well, there's always that one with the sexy doctor. He's always running around diagnosing people and defibrillating hearts and struggling with the balance between his work life and his personal life. They always have the dramatic song playing at the end and they're always looking at each other in slow motion with serious eyes. I'm looking forward to that one for sure. What? What show? You didn't say- Oh, you know, Barry, the doctor show. There's a new one every year. I can't keep up with what they're called. You know, there's the doctor show, there's the cop show, there's the sitcom with the families and the goofy best friend. I love all the shows. Of course, Tony's always got the damn football game on. Hey, I watched that doctor show with you last night and it was trash. You didn't watch it. You fell asleep in your lazy boy eating a Klondike bar. Well, that Klondike bar was trash. I told you I like the ones with the chocolate ice cream in them. They only had the classic. Are you kidding me? 
Where did you go? The fine fair or the food universe? I went to the food universe. It's right around the corner. Seriously? They never have the good Klondikes there. I'm not walking five blocks out of my way just so you can have a chocolate Klondike Then bar. I'm gonna keep watching the game. Well, Gloria, I think it's time to end the segment. Oh, all right, Barry. Let me know when you want me to cover the Emmys. I definitely got a lot to say. For one, they're racist. For two... Actually, Gloria, this is our last episode. We've been canceled. Oh. Well, that's a real shame. Just when it was starting to get good. I mean, I never listened to it. How do I get my radio to tune into the podcasts? You know, I ask that every week and nobody will tell me. Anyway, thank you for joining us, Gloria. Let's look back at another clip from our long story two-year history on the air. This one is from the very first episode after Trump took office. This week, President Trump... Oh boy, I wonder if I'll ever eventually get used to saying that. Trump was sworn in as president in a sparsely attended inauguration. At least, it looked sparsely attended, but my eyes must have been playing tricks on me like the time I left my glasses at home and thought Ted Cruz was the toilet in my office. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. Wow. I truly cannot believe that Trump is starting his presidency with such a bald-faced lie. If he's willing to lie about the size of his inauguration crowd, what other stuff is he going to make up in the next few years? The cover-up of an affair with a B-list adult film actress? The amount of kids he locked up in cages on the border? The number of Puerto Ricans that died as a result of his administration's hurricane recovery effort? I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but... I really hope it doesn't get that bad. Bernie, I just found out about this thing called Bitcoin. It's a cryptocurrency, which means it's basically internet money. They're saying people are making a fortune. Well, I don't know anything about the internet, but I'm always down for exciting new investments. I'll write you a check for $1,000, Brian. Buy me some titcoins or whatever. You lost all that money, didn't you, Brian? Well, actually, I invested it in a different cryptocurrency called Stinkercoin. Aw, oh, shit, bro. That's the crypto my bro Lil Stinker made when he was tripping on shrooms last year at Bonnaroo. Aw, oh, man. That shit crashed in like a week. Let's move on. My guest this week, the final guest to appear on the show, he's a senator from Texas, and... Uh, it's Ted Cruz. Well, thank you for having me, Senator. God, shut up! Sorry, you were saying? Well, I just wanted to thank you for having me on Oh, your... this is the worst! Well, I understand. Take your time. You know, I was just thinking about that time you thought I was the toilet in your office. All right, so you're running for re-election for your Senate seat in Texas after a first term that included shutting down the government over Obamacare and an unsuccessful run at the presidency. You're desperately craving Donald Trump's endorsement, even though he accused your father of murder and called your wife ugly. Your opponent, Beto O'Rourke, has raised twice as much as you have without corporate donors or super PACs. Everyone hates you. Well, that all seems about right. My question is, why? Bernie, again, I want to thank you for the question and thank you for this opportunity to make my case for the people of the great state of Texas. My opponent is a far, far left liberal that wants to increase taxes, take away our guns, and impose a socialist agenda that, frankly, the people of Texas simply cannot and will not stand for. I am running because, well, I'm a Republican, and frankly, 
That's really all it takes. So, you fully acknowledge how incredibly unlikable you are. Bernie, let's face it. I am a terrible, terrible person. When I smile, it looks like I'm crying. When I talk, it sounds like a wet fart muffled by a hemorrhoid ring. And when I run for Senate, there's a little R next to my name on the ballot, and that's all that truly matters. You don't have any policy to run on? Well, how's this for policy? My opponent wants to open the border like a floodgate, he opposes the tremendous wall proposal from President Trump, and he probably wants total amnesty for illegal immigrants. Texas, now I don't know if you know this, Bernie, but Texas makes up a significant part of the border. If my opponent has his way, people from Mexico can pour into this country and use up our precious resources, take our jobs, swing our elections. Do we really want people born outside this country changing the way our country works? Weren't you born outside this country? Well, that that's different. I was born in Canada. Man, I just, I hate you so much. Yes, that's usually the reaction people have to interviewing me. More than once, a host has jumped into oncoming traffic. It's like this little power I have over people. All right, Ted, answer me this. Your party has become so concerned with your race for the Senate that they're diverting money away from races that were considered more contentious when the year started and into what was once a solidly red Texas. The RNC is out there begging for money, yet donors are divided because of the party's allegiance to Trump. Doesn't any of this concern you? Well, I suppose it would if I had the ability to feel concern or any emotion for that matter. I'm sorry? I can't feel human emotions. I mean, emotions. Once you start having those, that's when you lose the Republican base. So now, I don't care if Donald Trump calls my wife ugly or locks a million children in cages. It's all about winning. And I'm going to win for the great people of the great state of Texas. I just... This is one of the most consequential midterm elections in recent memory, and your party is running on the record of one of the most unpopular presidents in history. You attack opponents for being too liberal, or pro-open border, or anti-police, but I'm yet to see a single Republican say what they're doing to put America on a path forward. What exactly are you running on, Ted, aside from anti-Beto? I'm running on, um... Uh, tax cuts? Oh, you mean the extremely unpopular tax cuts Republicans passed as a handout to the top 1%? Those tax cuts? Well, you see, Bernie, the great people of the great state of Texas, the greatest state in this great country, really want a great leader who Hey, Ted, on a related note, remember that time last year when you retweeted pornography? That was hilarious. Uh, that was just a, a, a low-level staffer. Oh, that's what you call it? I call mine Little Bernie? Although Little Bernie's been retired since around the mid-1980s. No, no, I'm saying the tweet, the the great people of the great state of really? Texas. Nobody has ever asked you about this porno tweet in an interview. Man, good thing you came on the final moments of Let Me Be Clear. I think this is our first exclusive. The great state of Texas, Lone Star people, remember the Alamo state of far, far left MS-13. Ted? Are you feeling okay? I honestly can't tell because your face always looks like it's melting. Austin leads the nation in the great state of Texas. People of Texas know I'm an American lying Lone Star. Remember the Alamo. Oh, he's been a robot this entire time. Now it all makes sense. Brian, call Geek Squad. I don't want to touch him. Now, let's take one final look back to that night many of us will never forget. 
It was the moment our first season built up to, and the moment that we've recovered from every week in the two years since. Here's a clip from our live election coverage back on that night in 2016. Well, it looks like every major news network is calling it for Donald Trump, but fear not because we here at Let Me Be Clear refuse to call it in either direction until every ballot is counted, every person is voted, every- Hillary just conceded, Bernie. Shit. Well, I guess there you have it. Donald Trump is gonna be our next president. And I'm sure he won this election fair and square with zero outside help from any kind of foreign entity. I mean, he's gonna be president now, a job that he definitely wanted and wasn't blackmailed into because, I don't know, he's been laundering money from the Russian government for decades and Vladimir Putin has a tape of him and some underage prostitutes peeing on the bed in Moscow. Yep, he did this all by himself, fair and square. But hey, I'm sure the next couple years won't be so bad. Except they were. They were all bad. Not once in the making of this podcast have I thought, Oh, this will be a fun story to report on. We're living in a terrible nightmare every day where the top 1% of the wealthiest millionaires and billionaires are getting massive tax cuts and the average everyday American can barely afford a can of spam, let alone healthcare. So, I'm using my closing statement on this podcast to beg you. And I would get down on my knees if my knees could actually bend anymore. I'm begging you to vote in the midterms this year. Flip the House. Flip the Senate, even. Resist all this backwards garbage that the Trump administration has been pushing on us every day and help us move America toward a better, more progressive future. And if we're stuck with Trump for another two years, another six years, or in the strong likelihood he just does away with this whole election thing and becomes president for life, I hope you'll still be able to find the bright side of any given shitty news story. My name is Senator Bernie Sanders, your host and world record holder for most life alert calls in one year, signing off. Bro, that like, totally bummed me out. Do you want to get wasted? Oh, you're not going to die on me again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I might! <laughs>